After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Today is December 19, 2005. This is Evan's Journal coming to you live from Honolulu, Hawaii. It's been over a week since the last journal, and I know I haven't updated you guys in a while. And actually tonight, I was just going to go to bed, but I decided I'm going to do this journal. i got to get something up here and keep you guys posted on what's happening. I had another chance meeting last week. I had lunch with Rob Farrell from Creative Catalyst. And we were just trying to figure out how we can work together. And one of the general themes that have been shown throughout these interviews is that the people that are coming on work with people that they want to work with. That's a big part of you know the, the package, I guess, is what you want to call it. And I just kind of want to work with people I want to work with. Um, and I think that Rob seems to be one of those... Those guys, he's got a lot of good ideas. The programs that they're running are positive, and the speakers that they have coming in look extremely, extremely good. He's looking at Richard Branson, who's a self-made billionaire, Richard Branson from Virgin, and that whole brand conglomerate, as well as Malcolm Gladwell for this next year. And if we get a chance to interview him and, and we can work something out, hey, that would be great. I'd love to meet these guys personally. So we're sitting over there in Yum Yum Thai, and sorry, I had to turn off the air conditioner. It was kind of getting in my way. It's making noise. So we're sitting there at Yum Yum Thai, which is a small little Thai restaurant on Bishop Street. The whole restaurant is probably about 10 feet by 10 feet. I mean, 100 square feet. It's really tiny. And there's a small little table on the side where you can sit down if no one's sitting there. Basically, you you go up to the kind of the glass and you tell them what you want and they put things in your plate. But for four bucks or whatever the lunch cost, man, it's really tough to beat that deal. So we're eating over there and he saw, I guess, his classmate, um, this guy who's on the TV news in the morning. And we just got a chance to talk and he introduced me. I told him what I do. He said, oh, I think I heard about that. And we're going to see if maybe we can get something uh, squared away for next year. Maybe we can work together on something or at, at the very least get the word of Greater Good Radio out there on the television. But these coincidences are just really interesting. When I looked at the whole package of Greater Good Radio, we've got the radio part down pretty good. So we've got two days or, or two times per week now that the show airs. Internet is is great. We have the streaming. We have the download. We have the podcast. Uh, we have the columns in going out now in Oceanic. The print is looking good. We have PacificNews.net. We have uh, Star Bulletin that's starting up very soon. I'm in the talks with other print publications in order to get our our message out there as well. So the only really missing component in terms of media was television and. I couldn't figure out how we could actually do television because 
you know, you're adding in an entirely different animal. It, a lot of the speakers, when they come in, they come in, it takes them about 20 minutes to 30 minutes to relax. That's why I always think that the after show portion, you get a lot more out of it because they're relaxed. They know we're not going to ask them stupid questions and we're not, you know, we're not investigative reporting. So if we introduce a camera into the room, I don't know if that necessarily is going to help anything. It's going to make people uptight because they now have to worry about how they look and and respond and you have a whole other dimension. So I couldn't figure out the, the, the television part. However, if it's a part of morning news, maybe we can do something or updates or or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm open to dialogue though and I'll find out more about that in January, probably toward the middle part of January and then I'll keep you guys posted on that. But if we can square that away, then we'll have all aspects of media, radio, television, print, and internet. And there was something that I was reading recently in Inc. Magazine or Business Mag- Business uh, Week. I don't know what it was. But it talked about content and it talked about distribution. And the difference is that you go a number of years back, distribution was where all the control lied. That's where everything was focused on because distribution whether it was radio or television or print had you know very limited access and it was controlled by a small amount of people however now distribution is opened up because of the internet because of broadband because of wireless and the distribution system is really not as important as the content so i i thought that article really solidified or validated the fact that we're focusing primarily on content and that the delivery mechanisms and the distribution mechanisms are somewhat secondary. So, I don't know, that was just an insight that I came up with yesterday, I believe it was, is what it was. Last week we had a number of interviews. Uh, John, David, John Dean actually came in former CEO of Silicon Valley Bank and currently with Startup Capital Ventures, Tuputeli Ventures, and the Entrepreneurs Foundation of Hawaii. John Dean is the man in banking and bank turnarounds. I believe Silicon Valley Bank was the fifth turnaround that went from $63 million to $3 billion or so, which basically made John Dean legendary because they did it in seven years. And now he's trying his hat at being a venture capitalist that interview was kind of funny because what happened was in the back part of the you know the after show portion we were going back and forth and doing the normal dialogue and I asked him about you know I forget even what I asked him but he said what he was good at is hearing out an idea and then taking that idea and showing you the big picture and he does it through questions and I I just could not help but ask him for you know, advice. I said, you know, what What do you think about Greater Good Radio? And then we went to a dialogue about that, and he asked me a number of questions. And it was just a very interesting exercise, to say the least. Wally Amos came in also, who's famous, uh, formerly known as Famous Amos. And Wally Amos, I guess, is called the grandfather or the um, originator of the gourmet chocolate chip cookie industry. 
the theory on Wally's business is really interesting. He has got a new business called Chip and Cookie. It's a gourmet chocolate chip and other types of small cookies uh, served up in retail locations. And there's two little dolls called Chip and Cookie, and the theme of it is is um, based around those two dolls. Wally's really passionate about an organization called Read Aloud because reading aloud to children the benefits that come with that and the studies that they've done have shown just some a lot of benefits for reading aloud to your kids and the chip and cookie rest the retail store actually supports the social mission portion which is reading aloud to kids as opposed to vice versa so it's a really interesting concept that interview um will probably be out toward the end of January or beginning part of February. But that's an interesting twist on, on the way that this kind of social entrepreneurship thing is done. Uh, Ken Wei Chong came in also. He is the um, chief, well, no, what is he? He's a partner at ENO Training Company, which is a Southeast Asian restaurant. And Ken Wei spent 15 months in Southeast Asia traveling. And it's really funny because in his after show portion, he talked about traveling throughout Southeast Asia and people just inviting him over to to their place and and he would cook for them or they would cook for him and I thought it was kind of funny because I was thinking, man, it's pretty. You know, wh- how do they invite you? Are you? Like rubbing your tummy? I mean, do they speak English? Wh- wh- what's happening? So we had a good time with that conversation also. And what else? Oh, Roy Yamaguchi came in today. CEO of Roy's Restaurants. One thing interesting to me is this interview that happened today with Roy Yamaguchi was more philosophical, almost like Mike Post or um, Dwayne Carisu's interview, where they're not so much talking about strategy in terms of their business, but they're just talking about their general philosophy on business and people and so on. And we're captivated. The after show for him is about 50 minutes long. So that's 20 minutes normally over what we normally go through. But we were just captivated by what he had to say, and he wasn't in a time rush, so we just kept going. I recently pitched another magazine to see if we can do some type of, um, either it's going to be ad trade or it's going to be a column of some sort. And when I showed them my list of people that we've interviewed, I was asked, is this your dream list or is this your real list? And I sat back and I kind of laughed to myself because I said, no, this is the real list. The first page are the people that have been in. The second page are people who are scheduled. That's absolutely flattering, I think, because when you think about it, 46 interviews done in the first three months, 104, which will be done within one year. It's been a lot of work, but now we start having momentum. We're not really questioned anymore. And this is the stage now that we can start building and growing and moving forward. So I'm pretty excited for that. This this interchange is going back and forth. I'll keep you guys posted on that. And I'm pretty confident that something is going to come up out of it. So I'll keep you guys posted on that also. Today after Roy's interview, uh, I had a meeting. And I guess my general thought is that if somebody is referring a friend or a 
a contact that they have to me, I'll meet with them. Or I'll talk to them at least on the phone or, or so on. And if they're, you know, from the same high school or so on, they know people we know, you know, better yet. But I had a, a meeting today with, with a guy who, um, I guess he was coming back, he wants to come back to Hawaii and he's he's living elsewhere. Very intelligent guy, very strong uh, education, you know, bilingual. But it's interesting to me to see how he approached this meeting. And the reason for that is that, you know, I, I met with him. I, I, my, my schedule's busy, obviously. Everyone's schedule's busy. But I, I met with him for no real apparent reason. He asked me to. and said that he was referred by someone else. But when I initially met with him, I didn't know what he was trying to show me. He dressed very, very casually, which is, it doesn't bother me, but I'm sure for a first time meeting, you normally, you probably want to, you know, dress up as much as you can. I know that when I go in first time for any deals that I'm trying to structure or so on, I, I dress in slacks and, the, you know, the whole deal where normally I just would rather wear jeans or or something else I just do it so he came in in very casual attire and that, that's fine and we sat down talked a little bit it seemed a little bit spacey in the beginning part of the in, of the uh, meeting but one thing that that kind of I don't know if I would say bothered me it didn't really bother me but I did notice it was he went to go get a drink and while he got a drink, he saw people that he knew. Ended up talking to him for probably about 10, 15 minutes or so. While I was sitting there waiting. And granted, I was eating because I was really hungry. But I was sitting there waiting. So I said, you know what? It was it was about 3.45. I said, I got till about 4 o'clock for this meeting. Can you get through what you need to get through for it? He said, you know, I'll try. He said, I'll try. So we went through the, you know, I guess some of the stuff he was going through. And then... I gave him whatever ideas I could on it. But, and see, the hard thing for me is I didn't get too much feedback. So, I'm I'm not really sure, but it it didn't seem like he was listening. And that was my observation. Um, another thing is, is that I took the, the um, conversation and I went somewhere else with it. So, I'm not sure if, if he was just respecting that I was in a, a short time period that I could stay in that meeting and had to go, or if he just wasn't listening, I didn't give him the answers that he wanted. Because I know that when I was younger, or even even now, sometimes when I'm talking to people, I'm not getting the answers that I want, so I tune out. And more now than before, I'm realizing that sometimes the answers that I want aren't the right answers. You know, that's what I'm learning a lot from these interviews that we're doing is that sometimes the questions that I ask and the answer that I'm expecting is totally different but it's the answer that they give and the knowledge that they have and I realize that you know what if I only get the answers that I'm expecting I can only stay at the same level I'm at if I get the answers that they're giving me I can get to a different level and I gave different answers today 
one of the answers that I started talking about was social entrepreneurship and aligning your social mission with your business. But I think more importantly than that even is to really understand what it is that you're passionate about, what you're excited about, and what you can maintain that emotional energy through so that your venture can become successful. One major problem that I know I've experienced has been losing energy, becoming burnt out, just not being able to continue because I can't keep my mental focus anymore. And what I changed for this project was that I'm aligning directly with the business things that I would do anyways, regardless if there was any business surrounding it or not. And I think that makes absolutely all the difference. When we talked to Roy today, he said that he'd never thought, he never experienced having to go to work, the feeling of having to show up to work. He always did it because he likes it. And he always woke up in the morning and thought about, you know, uh, cooking, putting together the menu, putting together the, the business. And he, it's never been work. And he said that once it becomes work, he's going to stop doing it. And he's been doing it for over 30, 35 years, I think is what he said. This is the general theme throughout almost everyone coming through our show. It's never work for them. So if you go into it, a business, and it seems like it's work, or maybe you're chasing the dollar, it's never as rewarding or as easy to maintain that emotional energy as it is when it's something that you're passionate about. That was the message that I was trying to, to put across. And I hope that the message was taken. I don't know if it was. But I guess only time will tell. My thought is that I just do my best. I have the best intentions I can. And things will work themselves out. So that's it for Evan's Journal. Uh, we've got a great show coming up for you this weekend. I believe it is Dr. Hank Wu and... John McManus. So you have Dr. Hank Wu, whose company, Cellular Bioengineering, has figured out a way to replicate corneas for transplants. And John McManus, who is redeveloping uh, commercial and residential real estate here in Honolulu, Hawaii. Both young guys, both very dynamic, both a lot of information to share, and that will be available on Saturday. So thank you for your time. Happy holidays. If I don't talk to you folks before Christmas, have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. I hope your holidays are great. Aloha.